turn with me this morning to Hebrews uh, chapter 7, verse number 25. Hallelujah. God is able. The ability of God. God is able. How many of you believe God is able? Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25. Praise the Lord. The ability of God. God is able. Hallelujah. Some things, there are a lot of things that God is able to do. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We live in a world that, uh, that as we look around this world, as we live life, we begin to see uh, that, that there, 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 there's things in this life that we say. There's power in those things. You know, we lived in the Poconos, and a good friend of ours, Will Fields, he was a uh, he had a ministry with NASCAR, and he goes out there twice a year, and that's a big thing, the NASCAR races. And you see that these cars got mighty engines. They got powerful engines that whip them around that track close to 200 miles an hour. And those engines got to be powerful, don't they? They're not little wimpy engines, are they? Those are powerful engines that, that take those cars around that racetrack. You see the trains. You, you have a freight train out here. Those engines on those trains got to be powerful to pull the weight of a whole uh, freight, you know, line of freight cars and freight trains. I grew up with, the, with, the, with, those, with those, uh, the, the engines that blew smoke, fi- fired with coal, and, and they had the things going like this, and they would haul a whole line of cars, and the house would shake when they came by. And there was a kid that was exciting, you know? But there's, that engines were powerful to be able to pull such heavy loads. You know, and you see power. When you see a plane taking off on a, in, a, in an airport, you know, we used to, in Roselle, those planes used to come right over the church. But those engines on those planes, those turbines, those whatever they are, they need to be powerful engines to be able to lift a plane filled with people and whatever uh, to, to just make a rocket skyward. There's power in those engines. They're not wimpy, wimpy engines, are they? You wouldn't get on that plane if you didn't think that engine was powerful enough to take you up into the sky and bring you down safely, huh? And so uh, the, we, we understand that. When you see, uh, when you see a, 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 one of those spaceships, rocket ships being launched into space, that's power. There's power that's pull, that's lifting that thing up into space. You see the trail and the fire. You say, wow, that's power to, to get it up there. That's no firecracker. I'm telling you, that's power that get, that's getting that thing up there, right? So we understand what, what things like what represent power and what power means in that, you know? And, you know, when you see that, that, that in the world, you know, they're even in weaponry, Bombs, atomic bombs, they harness power. Uh, you know, we have a power plant by us, don't we? We have a nuclear power plant. And that, you harness that power, and it can send, a, you know, it's a PPL power plant. It's, it sends, it generates enough power to send out and illuminate, to, to, call, to bring electricity to hundreds of thousands of homes, Right. And so, and that same power that, that can light cities can also destroy cities if you make it into a weapon, an atomic bomb or something like that. There's power can be harnessed for good or for, for harm. The same power that can light that city has the same power if it's harnessed in a, in a destructive way can be used to destroy that city. Amen? And so we understand what power is. Baseball has its power hitters, right? 
They're called power hitters, aren't they? And they're usually put in the cleanup spot or whatever you call it, right? The power hitters. Football has its power runners, aren't they? They're called power runners. Basketball, power forwards. Weightlifters, they're called powerful men because they're lifting. And, and you say, wow, man, they got power to live, be able to lift all of that stuff. At all types of athletes everywhere around, they're looking for more power so that they can break records, world records. They want the gold. They're going for the gold. And they want the power drinks. They want everything they can. To, you know, uh, power energy, power this. Because they want power. You need power to excel. You need power to, to, to get those uh, world records. And so we understand, as we look at the world around us, we understand it takes power to do things. It takes power to make things happen in great ways. Amen. And then suddenly we come to the word of God and God says, I am all powerful. I am almighty. Hallelujah. And then we start to say, "Uh oh, all powerful God. If we take all the, the power of all these energy, of all these uh, motors, of all these uh, power plants, of, of all the energy drinks, if we put all the power that we know of on the face of this earth and we put it all together and combined it into one little package, guess what? It wouldn't even be a, 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 a minuscule part of the power that God has. All the power of this world is given and made possible by God. And God, the power of this world, does not outpower God, but God's power makes the power of this world minuscule. As great as the power of this world is, as far as motors and plants and all this other stuff, they're beyond us, right? We can't matter. We know that power is stronger than our power, right? How many of you can stand? Uh, is any of you here Superman that you can stand and stop a freight train? Huh? The power of that freight train is going to mow you down, right? And the power of a speeding locomotive, forget about it, right? But they come up with the comic book character, Superman. He could stop, you know, speeding trains or whatever. But what I'm trying to say is the powers of this world are no comparison to the power of God Almighty. He is an almighty God. And he declares that. He makes that statement very clear to us that he is powerful. In the physical realm, we've seen miracles. Why did Jesus, Jesus came and worked miracles? The Old Testament was full of miracles. The New Testament filled with miracles. What is a miracle? It's the supernatural power of God that can override the natural. The physical realm is subject to the power of God. And there is nothing too difficult for God. He's almighty. And even in the spiritual realm, we can understand power in the natural realm. But in the spiritual realm, we're still naive to a lot of what goes on in the spiritual realm. But God said he's all powerful in the physical realm and he's all powerful in the spiritual realm, which makes God all powerful in every way, shape and form. There is nothing that is impossible for God. That's why God is called omnipotent, all-powerful God. Hallelujah. It means God is able to do anything he wants at any time he wants. You see, the sovereignty of God, when we talk about, when we, we did a whole sermon on the attributes of God, and when you think of the sovereignty of God, the sovereignty of God means that God it's God's prerogative to do whatever he wants to do whenever he wants to do it. No one can tell God what to do and how to do it. See, God's sovereignty is one thing. 
he can decide to do whatever he wants to do. But if God was not all-powerful, even though he decided to do something, if he didn't have the power to do it, what good would it be? I want to I be, be a choir member, but I don't have the ability or the power to be able to sing on key or in key or whatever. They still haven't made my key. But you understand, if someone is sovereign and they don't have the power to follow through on what they want to do, then they're lacking. But God, God is all sovereign, but God is almighty. He has the power to back up and to do what he decides to do. Whatever God's will is, God has the power to back it up and to say, if this is what I'm going to do, there is nothing going to stand in my way. I will. That's why God says, hath God not said and will, you know, will, it, will he not bring it to pass? And, you know, God does whatever God wants to do. When Jesus came on the scene, when you look through the New Testament, Jesus says, I have the power. I have the power of God. I have the power. And Jesus said, I have all authority. In Matthew and, and, and John, I have all authority has been given to me. The authority is the power. The authority means that he's sovereign. He can speak it and he has the power to make it come to pass and to do it. He has, a, he has the authority. The authority is the sovereignty and the power of God combined. Hallelujah. If, yeah. He has the authority and the power to do it. Hallelujah. He's called El Shaddai. God Almighty. Hallelujah. All sufficient. Hallelujah. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25. Hence also, he is able to save forever those who draw near to God through him, through Christ, since he always lives to make intercession for them. God is able to save forever, or it says to the uttermost, or the word means completely. God is able. The word able means God has the power. God has the power to save completely to the uttermost those who come to God through him. Hallelujah. If you're cooking something in the oven and it starts to smoke or whatever, you run to the oven and you open it up and you say, saved, I got here in time before it's completely lost. But some of it might have been burned and you have to cut some of it off. I've done that many times in my pre-Ruth Joy days. And sometimes I didn't make it in time. And so I saved part of, part of my cooking, part of my whatever it might be that I tried to cook. Thank God for a good wife that can cook. Hallelujah. But I know what it means to save partially, to get something rescued. One time I put chestnuts in the oven and I didn't cut them open. This is before Ruth Joy. And I fell asleep. And I was watching a Western movie and I fell asleep. This is before. And, and I, next thing I know, I thought I heard gunshots going off. Bang, 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 bang. And it was all the chestnuts popping in the oven, exploding in the oven. I woke up. I said, oh, my God, what's going on? They were gone. You know, it was over. I couldn't save them. You see... So sometimes, you know, we can save something partially or part way. But God doesn't, when God saves us, when God saves a person, 
He saves us totally, completely whole. He saves our spirit, soul, and body. Their salvation in God is complete and total and whole. God is able, God has the power to do that. God has the power to save us and renew us and make us new creations. How many of you know when you are born again, you are a new create, you are made a new creation? How is that possible? It's only possible because it's the sovereignty of God. God desires it. God chooses to make us new creations. God says it. He said, if you come to me in Christ, I will make of you a new creation. You will be born again. And God has the power to do that. God, has, how many of you have become born again? Something in you changed. And how did that change? By the power of God working in the supernatural spiritual realm and in the physical realm, you know it. You know it, you can't explain it, you can't put your finger on it, but you know it. Somehow, the power of God changed me. When I was born again, I knew something was different. I couldn't tell you at the time what took place. I couldn't give you a scientific formula of what happened. I didn't know, I didn't have no clue, but I knew this, that I was changed, I was a different person. I wasn't the same man that woke up the day before. I knew something happened, and it was only by the power of God that did it. And to this day, I don't, still don't know how he did it, but I know he did it. And that's why there's power of God unto all who come to him. Jesus said, come to me, and all come to me, I will in no wise cast out. I will make of you a new creation. God is able to not only make you a new creation, but to keep you whole throughout your journey with him. So salvation is not a partial salvation. It's a complete salvation. God saves us totally and completely, spirit, soul, and body. And he saves us and he's able in Jude 24. Go, if you want to turn there or just write it down, take a note, I'm going to read it to you. Jude verse 24. God is able, God has the power to keep us from the, from the, the snares of sin. It says in Jude 24. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling. God has the power to keep us from stumbling. I've stumbled many times in my life over all kinds of stuff. How many of you have ever stumbled in life? We all stumble. I don't know of anyone that doesn't go stumbling sometime in your life or at some point. But God said he has the power to keep us from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding with exceeding joy. God takes joy in having his power work in your life to keep you from sinning. We don't have an excuse. You see, if we want to walk with God and we want the power of God to work in our life, God helps us. God gives us the power to help keep us from stumbling. And guess what? If we do stumble, God has the power to pick us back up, cleanse us off and say, Forget, don't look back, look forward. Come on, walk with me again. God has power to keep us from stumbling. There is power there. If there was no power, then we would, we would have, uh, you know, we would, we, would be, we would be sinning and sinning and sinning and saying, well, look, God, you, don't get, you, don't, you can't help me out and I can't help myself, so there, there's no alternative. But there is an alternative. 
There is an alternative. Resist the devil and he will flee. Come to me, Jesus said. With every temptation, I'll make a way of escape for you. And so there is no excuse. God gives us the power. All we have to do is be willing. Say, yes, Lord, I want your power. I want your almighty power to help me, to keep me from stumbling, Lord. There's many temptations in this world. There's many obstacles that will try to come across my pathway. But Lord, with your power at work in me, that's why we need the Holy Spirit. That's why we need to be filled and anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Why does God give us the Holy Spirit? Why did he on Pentecost pour out his spirit? Because he knows we need his power. His power to overcome sin. His power to stand and live in righteousness, in the righteousness of Christ. And so there is power that helps us. Power to help us to, so that we don't have to keep stumbling along. God is able to help us. Thank God he's a help. You see, God, God is sovereign. His will his will, he makes it clear, God makes clear his will through Christ Jesus. God desires to fellowship with us. God desires to love on us. God desires to nurture us. God desires to enrich our lives. God desires to make us holy, to make us righteous. God desires us to walk in his ways and God's desirous to help us to that end, to those ends. And God does it through the power and anointing of his word and of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. You see, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 18. For in that he himself, meaning Jesus, has suffered being tempted, he is able to aid or help those who are being tempted. Are you being tempted? You've got to say yes. I mean, we, you know, we can't make it phony baloney and say, oh, I'm never tempted. We're tempted. All of us are being tempted. As long as we live on the face of this earth, we will be tempted. Yes, you will. I don't care who you are. I don't care how long you are. You will be tempted. As long as the devil is loose, you will be tempted. There's coming a day when we get into the kingdom of heaven where there will be no more temptation. The devil and all his cohorts are going to be put into that lake of fire and brimstone and there will be no more temptation. But until then, until we get to be with the Lord, we will face the temptations of life. But God says that he, Jesus, was tempted in every way, just like was, and he is able. He has the power to help you. Not only does he have the power, he has the want to and the will to help you. God says, here I am to be your help. Do you want my help? I want the help of the Lord. Do you? I want God to help me in my times of temptation. I want God to help me before I'm tempted. I want God to help me when I'm being tempted. And I want God to help me after I've overcome that temptation. Lord, I thank you and bless you. God has the power to help us. His desire is it. Second Chronicles 16, 9. Write it down. You don't, if you want to turn to it, fine. But write it down. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself, to show himself strong, to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him or faithful to him. In this you have done foolishly. Therefore, uh, you shall have war. You see, God looks. 
to see to see who is who's who's looking to him, who's trusting in him, who's who's committed to the Lord, who's faithful to the Lord, who's calling upon the name of the Lord, who's looking to the Lord. And God says his eyes look to and fro so that he can show himself strong, mighty to manifest his power on your behalf. God wants to God wants to manifest his power in your life so that the world will know there is a God in heaven who is able to help me. You see, because when God helps you, and you know that you couldn't have done it on your own, that you couldn't have had the power to get through it or over it or under it or whatever, God doesn't take you under, God takes you above and over. But when you know that you know that you know that I could not have done that on my own power. I could not have gotten through that based just on my own intellect. I couldn't get through that based on my good looks or my good whatever, whatever, whatever. But it took the power of God to get me through that. Once you confess that and know that, you're giving glory to God. And that's what God wants. Why does God show himself strong on your behalf? So that he will get the glory and the honor and the praise. And that the world around you and the people around you will know there's a God in heaven who helped them through that. Because there's no way on earth they could have got through that on their own. There had to be divine intervention. God intervenes in the affairs of men. Some people don't believe that, but I know it to be true. God intervenes in the lives of his people. In Isaiah 40, verses 28 and 29, Have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Yes. Hallelujah. When we confess, Lord, I'm weak, God gives power. Lord, I, I have no strength, God gives strength. That's being humble. That's understanding my, my reliance is upon the Lord. But it be for his power, but it be for his help, but it be for his strength. How could I survive these situations and circumstances? How could I? How could I go through the days of life without the help and the power and the anointing and the strength of God? Many people in this world and life are crushed, depressed, oppressed. They need medications. They need help. They need all kinds of things. And still they're in despair. They're hopeless. But those whose help is of the Lord have a different countenance, have a different out. Lord, you are my strength and my shield. You are my hope. Yes. And in verses 30, 31 of that same chapter, Isaiah 40, even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their what? shall renew their what? Their strength. 
They shall mount up with wings like eagles. You talk about a motor or an engine that can get a plane off the ground. It says you'll mount up like with wings of an eagle. That means God will give you the power, the spiritual power to soar. God will give you spiritual wings that will make you soar above your circumstances and in situations. You can't fly. I can't fly. Men have tried to, to glue wings onto their arms and flap and go off the edges of cliffs, and they never made it. But God says, when you come to situations, I'll make you soar like the eagle over those. How is that possible? By the power of God. Supernatural power to make you soar, like, a, like it says, like on wings of eagles. They'll run and not be weary. You're not going to get that from a power drink. You're not going to get that from that five-hour energy thing that they advertise on TV. God says you'll run. You'll run the race. You'll run the race of faith, and you'll not grow weary. God will be your strength. God will give you the energy you need to live your days, to run the race of faith. God is now talking about he's going to give you energy to run a marathon. And, well, God can give you energy. But understand, God is talking about running the race of faith. Paul says, I ran the race. I finished. I finished the race. I ran. You know, that's what it's all about. Running the race, living day by day, the faith. God said he'll give you the strength so you won't grow weary. He'll make you mount up like an eagle. Hallelujah. And they shall walk and not faint. God will give you the ability to endure. No matter what. Walk. And God will not. You talk about power. That's power. That's first class power. That's supernatural power of God. That nothing on this earth can give you. But only God. Only the power of God. God is able to make you soar. God is able to make you endure. God is able to make you run the race. Hallelujah. And obtain the crown. Hallelujah. 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 God is able to give grace. Thank God for his grace. He's willing, he's the sovereign God who chooses to manifest his grace. And he has the power to let his grace become active upon our lives and in our lives. In 2 Corinthians 9, 8, God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. God has the will and the power and the desire to give us what it needs to do every good work. Thank God for the grace of God that changes our, that saves us and changes us and makes us children of God. Hallelujah. How many of you know God is able to take your life and make something beautiful out of it? Do you believe that? I, I borrowed this. My wife posted something on Facebook, and, I, and it just when she read it to me, it was like, wow, i got to use that in my sermon. Amen. And so I took part of it, and I want to use it in my sermon here today. God takes our lives, 
makes by his power and by his love, mercy, grace, he, his power changes us, makes us new creations. And we cannot begin to look down on ourselves or our lives or our abilities or our giftings or our talents. Because if God has made me a new creation, there's a reason and a purpose. It's our lives is to give glory to God. God chooses how he wants to use our life. Did any of you, when you were born again, did you get an application to fill out from heaven to say, what do you want to be in the kingdom of God? Uh, write down your giftings and talents and then I'll, uh, I'll see where I can use you. Did any of you receive that memo, that letter, email, anything like that? No. God created us new. He made new creations out of us. And God has a plan and a purpose, a good one for our lives. God can use us in ways that we don't even think he can use us or can't even imagine that he can use us. Jacob, who would understand? Jacob was a cheater. Noah got drunk. Gideon was insecure. Thomas was a doubter. Moses stuttered. Lazarus was dead. Peter had a temper. Jonah ran from God. Miriam was a gossiper. Sarah was impatient. Zacchaeus was short. David had an affair. Paul was a murderer. Martha was a worrier. Elijah was moody. Abraham was old. Abraham and Sarah were old. Daniel was young. Mary was a virgin. Mary was unmarried. What Rahab was a harlot. What did all these people, what did their lives, what do you think they were expecting of God? Well, what do you think, how, how do you think they thought? Could God ever use them? Would God ever use them with those type of things? But the fact is, in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, Now to him who is able, who has the power to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to his power that works in us. Do you think any of those individuals would ever think or imagine how God would use their lives? Do you think Rahab, who was a harlot, do you ever think that God would use her and put her name in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the inspired word of God? Would you think that crossed her mind? Do you think she pondered that one day? Oh, maybe my name will get into, the, into God's scriptures. Do you think that ever crossed her mind? What about Mary, who is a virgin and unmarried? Do you ever think that she would bear the Son of God? Do you ever think that crossed Mary? Mary's mind? I don't think so. What about all of these others here? You know, none of them. Moses, he never thought he could be used to God, but I'm a stutterer. How can I go talk to Pharaoh? Who gave you the tongue, Moses? You know, we don't think, we can't think or imagine how God will use our lives, but God will use your life for his glory. God will work his work in you according to his plan and his desire. All we've got to do is like these people do, be submissive to the Lord, be humble to the Lord and say, Lord, here am I. Here am I. And the power of God will work whatever God chooses to work in and through your lives. There's many examples here of the grace of God at work in people's lives. God will do more than you could ever ask or imagine. I never seen myself as a preacher, but God saved me and here am I. We've gotta be who God has called us to be. Let God be God in your life. Let God work his work in your life. 
Don't put limits. Don't, don't, you know, we, we got to start thinking, God, you saved me for a reason, a purpose, and a call. Here am I. Whatever you want to do, your power at work in me will make it happen. We'll make it come forth. We'll make it. Don't try and push it. Don't try and force the birth. Let God bring it forth in its time and in its season. If God's desired, if God has called it, it will come forth. If God spoke it, it will happen. Hallelujah. You know, Joseph had to spend a lot of time in jail before he came second in line to Pharaoh. Many years. Noah was building that boat for a long time before the rain came. Abraham and Sarah waited a long time to have a child. And even then it was like, huh? The case was so short he had to climb up into a tree. Paul was chasing down Christians to kill them and imprison them and make them, make them curse their faith. But look at, look at what God did. Do you think Paul ever thought he'd be preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ? When he was hunting them down, do you think that crossed his mind? Gee, maybe it'd be better if I was on the other side being sought after and beaten. And... But God. But God. The power of God makes such a difference in our lives. Only God can take a man like Paul and turn him around to say, Paul, now be the preacher of the gospel. Now go tell everybody about me. And Paul was able to endure beatings and scourgings and all kinds of stuff, didn't he? He could have said, hey, I had enough of this. I, that's it. I, hey, I thought I'd get accolades, but hey, I... But Paul knew in whom he had believed. Paul knew there was a power at work in him that was greater than any power of this earth. There was a power in the name of Jesus that God Almighty had called him and made a new creation out of him. Paul knew he was transformed by the power of God. Paul knew that his faith was in Jesus Christ, in God. Paul knew he had the power of God to run the race, to endure no matter what. What shall separate us from the love of God? Nothing on this earth. God has the power to keep me. And God has the power to keep you no matter what to go on. And so what I'm trying to say is this. It doesn't matter what's going in your, on in your life. It doesn't matter if things may be impossible, seem impossible, whether it be healing, whether it be whatever, whatever, whatever. We under have to understand three things. If we have faith in God and we are patient in him, then God and we yield ourselves totally and completely to the Lord, God will manifest his power in your life and you will be able to enjoy the fruit of the deliverance and the provision and the power of God in your life. We need to have faith. We need to have patience. We need to endure and we need to yield to God and say, Lord, here am I. But by your power and by your strength is what I need. I need healing. I need this. I need whatever. But Lord, it's not by might nor by power, but by your spirit. And your spirit brings the power of God. 
When it says not by might or power, it means not no other power other than the power of God. There's no power in horses or chariots. There's no power in the motors and engines or things of this world. But it's not by these might or power, but it's by the Spirit of the Lord. And when you say by the Spirit of the Lord, it means by the sovereignty and the power and the almightiness of God. The power of God, by your Spirit, by your power. And the Spirit hovered over the waters and God spoke and everything came into existence by the word and the power of God. And God has made you a new creation in him and his power is at work in you to bring forth things that are beyond your thinking or expectation. God will do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever ask or think because he's almighty God and his sovereignty declares, I am your God, I am your father, I am your Lord. I will, I have a future and a hope for you. Hallelujah. Do you believe God is able? Do you believe God is able in your life? Do you believe God is able to heal you? Do you believe God is able to provide for you? Do you believe God is able to do more than you can ask or imagine? We just need to say, Lord, here am I. I come as a child with childlike faith, believing you for your power to work in my life, to heal me, to provide for me, to whatever. Stand with me this morning and just take, if you can, if you can, just pray, just believe God this morning. Just tell Lord, here am I, I'm come to you as a child this morning. I come to you with childlike faith, just believing for your power to work in my life. You can do, Lord. Your word says you will do more than I could ever ask or imagine. So I'm believing you for the impossible. I'm believing you for, for what I can't understand with my mind. I'm, I'm believing you for greater things, Lord. I'm believing you for, for whatever this morning. You just talk to God. Tell God that this morning. Tell him you are able. I believe you are able to do more and more than I could ever ask or imagine. But I dare, I come like a child to believe you this morning, Father. I want to believe on you. I do believe on you. And I will be patient and I will wait. But I believe you, Father. I believe you to work your work in my life that you may be glorified, that you will receive all the honor and the glory and the praise, Lord. That my tongue will be able to praise you. My tongue will be able to speak of your wonders and your works, O Lord God. Oh, Lord God, I praise you and bless your name. You are worthy, Lord. We exalt you, Jesus. Glory to your holy name, Lord. Worthy is the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, glory, glory to your name, Lord. Worthy is the Lord. Hallelujah. You are able, Lord. Truly you are able, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, I pray, I pray that you take this word today and take it home with you and let it be ringing in your spirit throughout this week, wherever you go, whatever you do. Lord, you are able. God, you are able. I don't care what you're facing. Whatever you face, God is able. God, you are able. God, you are able. God, you are able. God, you are able. You need a promotion. God, you are able. You need finances. God, you are able. You need healing. God, you are able. You need guidance. God, you are able. Whatever it might be this week, God, you are able. God, you are able. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to your name, Lord. Father, I pray in Jesus' name over each and every life gathered in this house today that you will show yourself 
God Almighty over their lives. Oh God, whatever they walk through this week, I pray, Lord, that you show and manifest your power and your glory in their life and through their life, that they may give you the glory, the honor and the praise, oh God. Lord, you are more than able to do more than we can ask or imagine. And I believe you for every individual in this house today. I believe you for their healing, their wholeness, their provision. I believe you for whatever it is, Lord God. We stand together in faith, believing you this morning, O oh God. And Father, we will look forward to the good reports, the praise reports of all that you have brought forth and done. And we will glorify your name, Lord. We will praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to your name, Lord. Glory to your name, Lord. Worthy are you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.